partir de Benedictus, omnium justorum spiritu plenus fuit. God's man, Benedict, was filled with the spirit of all the just. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The sacred liturgy today repeats again and again in the divine office and in this holy mass that Saint Benedict was, according to the teaching of Pope Saint Gregory the Great, filled with the spirit of all the just. And the sequence of this mass illustrates what the expression means. Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of Abraham. Abraham's outstanding gift was faith. Faith that made him the father of an innumerable posterity. Saint Benedict was filled with the incandescent spirit of the prophet Elias. And so the sequence invites us to recognize in Saint Benedict the spirit of the prophet Elias. Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of the prophet Eliseus. That is to say, not only with the charism of prophecy, but with the charism of working wonders. Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of Joseph, which, according to the tradition, was Joseph's candor, his whiteness, his brightness, his chastity. And Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of Jacob, who, through the light of the Holy <laughs> Ghost, foretold the future. And so when Saint Gregory says that Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of all the just, he means that Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of the patriarchs and of the prophets. But it doesn't stop there. Saint Benedict, we know, was filled with the spirit of the apostles, with the apostolic spirit, in the truest sense of that expression. And this is borne out for us in the choice of the gospel of this Mass, which is given us in this Mass and in the votive Mass of Saint Benedict as the perfect illustration of the monastic life, that is to say, the Vita Apostolica, the life of those who leave all things for the sake of Christ, preferring nothing whatsoever to his love. And when we say that Saint Benedict was filled with the spirit of all the just, we mean not only that he was graced with the spirit of the patriarchs and the prophets and the apostles, but also 
with the spirit of the martyrs. For monastic life is, in its own way, a kind of martyrdom, a true witness given in the church by the laying down of one's life. Monastic profession is equivalent to death, to death. And the monk, by laying down his life in monastic profession, becomes equivalent to the martyrs, equivalent to the martyrs. And St. Benedict was filled with the spirit of the doctors of the Church, that is, with a luminous wisdom and with the ability to communicate that wisdom to souls. What St. Gregory means when he says that St. Benedict was filled with the spirit of all the just, as we shall hear in the preface in just a few moments, St. Gregory was saying what St. Thomas would later describe as a capital grace. A capital grace is one given to the head in such superabundance that it flows from the head and reaches all the members of the body. Of course, the divine exemplar of capital grace is the sacred humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom St. Augustine applies the words of the psalm that he was anointed, Christ our head, so superabundantly that the anointing of the head ran down upon the beard and even reaching the hem of the garment of Christ, the head. That is to say, the whole body of Christ benefits from the anointing of Christ the head. In a similar way, our Lord Jesus Christ being the divine exemplar of capital grace, in a similar way, St. Thomas tells us, capital grace is given to all of those whom God in his providence and in his wisdom chooses to stand at the beginning of a current of new life in the church. And in this way, St. Benedict was given a capital grace in view of all of the sons whom he would engender by the transmission of his spirit and by the grace of the Holy Rule, and this until the close of the age. We know that one of the promises made to St. Benedict, recorded by one of his most illustrious daughters, St. Gertrude the Great, was that the progeniture of St. Benedict would endure until the end of time. This means that the capital grace of St. Benedict reaches us here and now, today. 
it means that that capital grace brings with it a participation in the spirit of the patriarchs and the prophets and the apostles and the martyrs and the doctors in the holiness of all the saints through the ages. This capital Benedictine grace allows us in some way to claim, to rejoice in, to give thanks for a real participation in that capital grace by which St. Benedict was filled with the spirit of all the just. And so today, let us first of all give thanks with all our hearts for the capital grace bestowed on St. Benedict in view of his progeniture through the ages. And let us give thanks that we, of all men, have been chosen and called by God to benefit from the grace given to our Father, St. Benedict. It is at once humbling and exhilarating to be a son of St. Benedict. Humbling and exhilarating. So today, humbled, yes, but exhilarated, which means filled with, with gladness. We offer the Holy Sacrifice in thanksgiving for the Vir Dei, God's man, whom we are privileged and blessed to call our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.